you're going to get a bonus today. Normally, I'm not into the interview thing in the traditional sense. Nothing against it. I, uh, I just tend to think I'm kind of meh at it, and I wouldn't want anyone speaking on behalf of something awesome to regret allowing me to chat with them. But for the sake of doing a shorty to promote independent film, which I love, and being overcome by not only how good this film Into Light is, but how meaningful it is, I just had to see if I could dust off my interview skill set, and I uh, did so to chat with a future long-form chat guest, the delightful and super-talented human that is Amy Walker. Uh, we're chatting about the film Into Light, which is available on Amazon, screening recently in Los Angeles. Please read the episode notes of this podcast for the most professional and accurate and up-to-date news on it. Here's Amy Walker and I now. How are you today? I am so well and grateful to be here. So you're here to chat about Into Light, which screened this past week, I believe, at the Holly Shorts Film Festival. I've been, yes. able to, I've been able to see it, a beautifully presented story, a very important story about Inez Mulholland, a very timely launch as well with the election. I think you're amazing in it. Now, if I've done a professional enough sounding lead in, can you tell me or my listeners by extension what Into Light is about and why it was made? Thank you. It's a short film that's really a slice into the most potent kind of climax of Inez Milholland's power-packed life. And it's when she's giving her final speech uh, of her career and life, actually, here in Los Angeles 104 years ago. It was also an election year, and she was fighting for women's right to vote. The whole short takes place in that one night. There's a very powerful parallel (laughs) to, you know, that election year and, and this election year. And then, you know, we're seeing this beautiful vice president job being Kamala Harris. But there's still so much more work to be done, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Voting rights are sadly still an issue. You know, there's a lot of shenanigans, we can say lightly, um, but it's not a light subject at all. Uh, A lot of a lot of people, uh, you know, voting polls are moved. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of gerrymandering and barriers to people having equal right to vote. And I believe it is a right and not a privilege and something that all Americans, since we're talking about this country, uh, have a right to and should be equal in. We need everybody's voice if, if we're going to represent everybody. Couldn't agree more. There's no doubt that Intellite is inspirational already. It's going to be inspirational. Like, And, you know, I'm in all humility saying that from a throne of male privilege. But I honestly think that it's the kind of film that should be shown in schools because of its message and the reminder of the inequality that we've had to overcome as a species and still have to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's our hope. You know, we, we're reaching out to educational distributors as well as we, we gratefully have worldwide distribution with Multicom Television. And yeah, we would love, we've done some screenings with the National Women's History Museum and the National Women's History Alliance and just really keen to get the conversation happening because, you know, when I was in school, I think maybe they mentioned something about, oh, yeah, there was a suffrage movement, whatever that means. And my word is not theirs, but it it was like this really (laughs) lightly touched upon topic. And I didn't really get it. And I certainly had never heard of Inez Milholland, who, you know, literally used up her life in 30 years for equal rights, Mm -hmm. for voting rights, but also Um, class and race and gender equality. Uh, She was a peace activist in World War I. 
She was uh, one of the first female lawyers in this country fighting for, for prison reform to get it instead of being punishment to be, um, you know, rehabilitation. She really believed in the goodness of all people. I have one criticism about Intellite. It's amazing, uh-huh. but I kind of wanted more. Uh, <laughs> but, I, you know, I Good. say that kiddingly. I'm sure there was intention, but on the topic of Inez and the importance of what she did up till and including 1916... Would you be a part of, or do, do you want to see her whole story told cinematically? Oh, yes. That's always been the intention. <laughs> um, yes, we would love to make a whole series and for the first season to be about her, but then subsequent seasons to be bringing to light. You know, there's so many suffragists of all races and backgrounds, and I want to hear more about Mabel Pingwali and and you know Ida B. Wells Barnett, and there are just incredible women whose stories, you know, who are so inspiring to us now, you know, and they've been here the whole time and every time, and we just ha- we just haven't known about them. Mm-hmm. So it's time to really tell the full history. You know, it's not just women's history; it's it's our collective history, and we're all better for for knowing these stories. I can't stop agreeing with this. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to to remark on the fact you focused very late on Inez's life, right? But at this moment, like the moment and events highlighted in the film, like the most vital and relevant to be seen and to be seen at this moment in time. So, why did you choose that particular slice? Thank you. Yes, it does. It did seem to resonate so much with this year, and as much as we wanted to use this as a proof of concept to get the larger story made. It was also always intended to be a standalone to inspire people to vote this year. And uh, we're um, grateful that the film came out in enough time that, um, you know, we were able to, in our first preview screening, over 200 people registered to vote through our RSVP to that event, you know, and then hopefully some more people seeing it were inspired to vote too. And, And that's really, you know, it's our time to take up the torch. Our work is not done. There's so much more to be done. And as much as it's important to know like the hard truths about why we need to keep working, to me, those inspiring stories that make me excited to bear the torch mm-hmm. are what really, you know, just giving that that positive. And it's a, it's a nonpartisan message too. I mean, it's a message about equality, but I don't think that equality is a partisan message. And it's a message about being a part of democracy. So that particular moment is is a very clear example of that part of the message. And then as an actor, I've just always been fascinated with that kind of magical moment when you go from being you backstage or before the camera rolls to being, you know, quote unquote, this, this character, right? Yes. Or that moment where you come on stage even to give a speech as yourself and suddenly you're opening yourself, your vessel to this larger message and this larger energy. But then to show in this short, the toll that took on her mm-hmm. and the line that is no line <laughs> between those two realities uh, was is fascinating to me. Yeah, that is something that I absolutely felt struck by. Because, you know, when, when you see a flashback in a film or one of those, the more you know things, it's typically like the highlight that'll be shown is the speech and the crowd reacting. Mm-hmm. But it's like you put this focus on on both that and, yeah, what happened behind the stage door. And some of the most profound and interesting things were what happened offstage in, mm-hmm. pri- in privacy between Inez and Dr. Campbell. 
I hope I'm not being too spoiled. Nah, spoil it. <laughs> and, uh, even like the doctor in Vita Milholland. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, you know, he was a really important character for this. And I, I wanted to show you get enough of the perspective, the male perspective that we're told about right. through just those couple men, um, the kind of hecklers, if you will, in the audience. But it was really important to me to show that there were a lot of men who, out of love for women and wanting to champion and support women, sincerely believed we were fundamentally made differently. And that part of that difference is that we were meant to be protected and to be protected from the, the trials and evils and ills of, of the work world and of politics. And that that, even for people for whom that was a sincere belief and wanting to protect him, he's got daughters mm. wanting to protect them, that for him to see this woman, he sees Inez as evidence of that reality for him, because here she is pushing herself beyond the bounds of what she was supposed to be as a woman and going out and working and, and, you know, going on this insane tour of 50 cities in 30 days to try and rally the vote. It's killing her. You know, she's got an autoimmune disease she doesn't know about. And so she's, she's literally working so hard at that. And for him, it's, it's evidence, but hopefully his, his eyes are opened a little bit through the course of the film. <laughs> the handful of characters in this short film are very symbolic. It's going to start more conversations and hopefully lead to more cinematic presentation of, of the people. And I, I think that's beautiful. It, it was so beautifully done, I think. Mm, thank you. What's been the reaction to it so far and how are you reacting to the reaction? <laughs> Love it. The reaction train. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm so grateful. We've had incredible responses to the film, such positive responses and, and really more of what you're saying of we want to know more and, and hear the whole story. And that's incredibly gratifying because she led a phenomenal life. So I, I think my favorite, what, what kind of sums up for me, one of my favorite stories so far about reaction was in one of the film festivals that we're uh, official selection in, which is the Sherman Oaks Film Festival. One of the creators of that was interviewing us and he said, you know, I have a 12 year old daughter. And when we were watching the debates, the first debates this year after that ended, she said, gosh, I don't even know what the point is of voting anymore. Mm -hmm. And so he showed her our film and she said, oh, now I get it. Now I get it. And that to me, that's, that's everything summed up in three words. <laughs> and that's incredibly gratifying. I'm, I'm tingling. And that historians who really know her story, you know, I've worked with four, even when I was writing the script, I worked with four of the top historians of her, of Inez Milholland, had them sign off on it and, you know, got feedback. And one of them, Martha Wheelock, who's been a, and is a champion of, the suffrage movement and of equal rights and women's rights. She was even in my film. She's on the stage with me as one of the suffragists. And I was in a short documentary that she did. I voiced Inez in that beautiful, beautiful film. And to have her see the film and feel like I was the Inez that she always imagined. I'm going to get teary. <laughs> it means a lot. It means a lot. Again, I feel like just in reference to our before conversation, I, I feel like uh, we're only beginning to split the atom on um, mm -hmm. a larger conversation I'd love to have with you about, about everything. Uh, this film, it's wonderful. IntoLightOfficial.com is the website. I'll provide a link in 
the episode notes of this podcast, but there was a lot of people involved. I don't know if you want to list all of them right now. Um, oh, I would love to list every single one. I'll, I'll at least say that at that website, they're all listed there, including the people who supported us because this was something that we fundraised for. But definitely my incredible director, Jessica Graham, just phenomenal human being and, um, and director and our lead producer, Martine Melul, could not have done it without her. And she was miraculous in getting, you know, sponsorships. And we had to do this on a very tight budget. So gratefully working with Martha Wheelock's um, nonprofit organization, we were able to do that as tax deductible donations for people. And then, of course, and especially my my phenomenal partner in life and work, Nipun Nair, who did the editing, he did the sound design, he did the sound mixing and the score, that gorgeous score. He made 33 extras look and feel like a thousand. <laughs> uh, and he's really brought the level up for that. Awesome. And uh, the cast, Travis and Jessica, everyone who came, our, our extras were so full of heart. So many people. The energy and environment while making it, I'm sure. I'm sure in the mix with the excitement of being a part of a deeply profound and wonderful symbolic film, there was probably in the ratio a level of excitement to wear those clothes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, El Maisel, our incredible wardrobe maven, was just really pulled out all the stops for that. And, and we had a lovely sponsorship with Recollections. They discounted the... My outfit, which we we got made for this film um, in one of the suffrage colors. And then just the whole set, the way the whole set was run between Jessica and our Emmy winning DP, Sherry Kauk. She's a master to watch. She just, she knows exactly how to get the shot that she wants. And she and Jessica worked so hard on that. Um, And then she also knew things like what lights we needed to capture the time. These pickle pat lights. We have this (laughs) running joke about the pickle pats, the pickle pats that are really expensive. (laughs) But those lights behind me on the stage, she needed them. She knew that that was one of the iconic looks to really capture the period. And she fought for them and Martine found a way to get them donated to us for the use of that film. And it was beautiful. And then the set you mentioned as well, the location, the Masonic Lodge of Culver City sweetly gave us such a great deal on that beautiful location. It's a hundred year old building. And I just love that they were such champions of this story and wanting to get Inez's story out there. I'm really grateful to them. That's wonderful. I really, again, appreciate your time. I appreciate you and this work. And my last question, kind of circling back, is um, looking forward because of how things turned out with recent events, the presidential uh, election, and because of what Inez Milholland was a part of being possible. How do you feel about the future? Mm, I feel hopeful. I feel like now is the time that all around the world we are telling the full story of our history. We're bringing to light so many important stories and perspectives and and people who've been there all along so that we can move forward as a united world family. And I feel that there's, you know, I've been really encouraged by Mrs. America, that series. It's important to show the different perspectives because how are we going to talk together if we don't listen and and really have empathy for these different perspectives and what's important to people? So I'm really encouraged. I'm I'm excited about the new administration coming in. I love Kamala Harris and have for years as a Californian. (laughs) 
and a human. And I'm excited about Joe Biden. I feel like this is the time now for unity. We've gone all the way into division and it's been quite a ride and I'm ready for coming together as a whole. I'm really excited about working with a diverse group. I'm ready to learn and listen and bring these stories to light in the ways that honor our forebears. Well, thank you so much for using your your talent and all the work that you put in to bringing the story into light. Said the title of the film, <laughs> sentence, <laughs> points. I'm kidding. Um, and, and, and again, thank you for your time. Todd, it's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much. It's, it's an honor. Thank you.